travel enthusiasts, welcome to the UC Places Travel Podcast. UC Places is your personal tour guide app, available on both Android and iPhone. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And we went on an East Coast road trip. We did. We did. That is true. Uh, we're back now. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Oh, is that what we're doing here today? Um, sure. I, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Should we talk about the thousand places that we stopped and tested tours? Okay, that's a little exaggeration. Mm. But we did test many, many tours on our journey. That let's, is true. Let's see if we can remember where we went. Charleston. Charleston Savannah. Savannah. St. Augustine. St. Augustine, yep. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Miami. Key West. Naples. Naples uh, Asheville, Ash- North Carolina. Last? Richmond, Virginia. Woo! We did some travel, and it was oh a great goodness. time to get out of the Northern Virginia weather. We left in a snowstorm. And by the time we got down to Key West, it was in the 80s. So, yeah, beautiful. Might have to be a yearly thing. <laughs> it may have. Yeah. To. So keep making those tours, people. That's we will right. test them. We will need to test again next winter, I mm-hmm. think, in the South. Well, let's discuss this past trip before we get ahead of ourselves, shall okay. we? All right. So, okay. first stop was Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. We have a Charleston 101 tour. Mm-hmm. A Charleston Fight for Freedom tour, a Charleston Churches tour. Oh my goodness. So Charleston, by the way, is the largest city in South Carolina. Well, that seems to make sense. I think so. Mm-hmm. And um, Historic America has made three so far amazing Charleston tours. I love those Historic I Americans. Know. They're so fun. <laughs> historic <laughs> Americans. Well, the first tour they made was Charleston 101. I love a good 101. It's kind of an overview of the area. Yeah. You want to hear some highlights? I would love to. Well, you were there. <laughs> Refresh my memory. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably my favorite part there was the Charleston City Market. That's a cool place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started back in 1692. Really? That's some time ago. And back wow. then, check this out. It cost $2 to rent a booth with a marble slab to keep your meat cold. I love a good meat cooler. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm also thinking that maybe it didn't keep it super cold because the meat would attract vultures that became known as Charleston Eagles. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so imagine going to the market and it's like vultures dive bombing and there's meat on slabs. <laughs> huh. I, guess, I guess that's how they did it back in the day. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. There's not meat on slabs anymore or vultures, maybe pigeons, I would say, and like sparrows. But you can buy all sorts of fun things there, like the the baskets that are woven with palm fronds and mm-hmm. just very cool things. Yeah, I don't know if you can still get meat there, but if you can, it's refrigerated. I, <laughs> I would say they take better care of their meat these days. Also in Charleston, they have the third longest cable-stayed bridge. Really? I love how everything's like the first blah, 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 you know, south of Miami. Oh, yeah. You got to get your superlatives in there. It's really important. Absolutely. So, for instance, Charleston has the third longest cable-stayed bridge in the Western Hemisphere. Wow, that's a big area. <laughs> you know, it actually is. That's the hemispheres are a lot bigger than cities. <laughs> they really are. So good job, Charleston. Also, they have the famous Rainbow Row. It's a series of 13 colorful houses and historic houses. It represents the longest cluster of Georgian row houses in the United States. And it's super pretty to look at. It really is. Yeah. I think we took a picture there. 
I think we did. Yeah. You, you kind of have to because it's just so pretty. It's like— It's iconic. Yeah, it is. Very mm-hmm. pretty. And also in this tour, we go where the Civil War began. So that's a pretty cool overview. You've got pretty houses. You have some war things. Uh, you've got a bridge. Lots the of history. Market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good 101. We also have the Charleston Fight for Freedom Tour, which starts at Rag Mall Park and ends at Ravenel Waterfront Park at the famous— Pineapple Fountain. You remember the Pineapple Fountain? How could I forget? It was cool. It was pretty big. It was big and it was cold out, so we got a little splashed, but beautiful. And it's right there on the water. Mm-hmm. I have some more information about pineapples soon. Oh, I love a good pineapple story. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, in Charleston, we have the Charleston Churches Tour. I wonder what we find there. Uh, some steeples, some pews and things. We sure do. <laughs> uh, there is St. Philip's Church, and it is the oldest congregation in the United States, south of Virginia. Look at that. I know. That thing was built in 1680. Well, you know, you needed a lot of churches to compensate for probably all the taverns that were there. Um, Get drunk, repent. (laughs) It's a great cycle. (laughs) It really is. So should we talk about the Charleston Chew flop? (laughs) We thought—I'll start. We we as in I thought— that it would be so great to go into a candy shop and buy a Charleston chew. Easy peasy. Right? So we went to probably three different big candy shops in Charleston, and there are a lot of them. And we'd go in and say, can we get a Charleston chew? And they would give us looks like, oh, here comes the tourists again. (laughs) They were so hard to find. We finally did locate one, though. We finally did locate one, and we ate it, and it was delicious. By the way, Charlton Chew is like marshmallowy nougat, sort of, surrounded in chocolate. Although, originally, they had chocolate, strawberry, banana, and grape. Grape? Yeah. So, after I was telling people that the workers at the candy shops didn't care for my question about Charleston Chew, I had a couple of people say, well, that's because the Charleston Chew is actually from Charleston, West Virginia. Hmm. And I thought, oh, I feel so stupid now, but— I Googled it, like you do, and found out that the Charleston Chew was named after the dance called the Charleston, which actually did originate in Charleston, South Carolina. So all you haters out there that gave me the wrong information, there you go. (laughs) So glad you could uh, find that one out. Add that to the list of Charleston superlatives. Yeah. Do it. All right, well, we wrapped up Charleston, and we headed to Savannah. Savannah. Savannah was really cool. Yeah. I mean, they were all cool, but I don't know. Savannah kind of just sort of tugged at me. I like Savannah. You like that place? I did. They also have a number of candy shops there. There was nothing to ask for there. Um, they really like their pralines there. Or do you say praline? Oh, I think we did buy a praline there. I, I think say we did. praline, just like I say almond. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> nope. Praline. Some hmm. people say it. Maybe if you're from the South, you'd say praline. Oh, well, we missed an opportunity <laughs> to get someone on the podcast saying praline. Anyway, Historic America again has come through and they made an overview tour of Savannah. Um, one of my favorite stops there was the first African Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And it was organized in 1773, which makes it older than the United States itself. Wow. I know. Way to, way to be ahead of your times. <laughs> <laughs> so the building there is really cool. It was completed in 1859. And if you go inside, the light fixtures and the baptismal pool are original Ooh, to the church. That's pretty cool. 
That's some old font and fixture. It really is. <laughs> or you could say historical. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we also have a wonderful tour guide by the name of Yolanda who created a ghost tour in Ooh, Savannah. Spooky. You know, there was a spot on the corner, and there was a house there. Was it the Weed House? Sorrel Weed House. Sorrel Weed, thank you. Yeah, so there was a moment there in the corner where we could not get our phones to work. And I'm thinking, yeah, that place is haunted, and the ghosts there do not like us using modern technology. Yeah, spooky. Mm -hmm. They're messing with our electronics. Mm. That happens, you it know. It does, it does. <laughs> hey, do you remember going to the Bradley Keys building? Who could forget that? There's no doubt that it's haunted. Just the look of it is <laughs> creepy. creepy. It's just an old building on a corner in the window. It's just like weird old stuff, but creepy old stuff and kind yeah. of run down. But I guess people still go there and get keys made. I would not set foot in that place. So often what happens when you take a ghost tour in a town and you're in a group, passersby might point and laugh at you and go like, ooh, right? Like <laughs> Those they're, jerks. They're making fun of you. So traditionally what you're supposed to do in that group is point to them and say, you're doomed. But when you use the UC Places app, no one has to be the wiser. You That's can true. just ghost tour all day long and no one's going to make fun of you. They might think you're actually going in to have keys made at Bradley Keys. But you're actually hearing— Is that hearing, a possibility? Uh, <laughs> sure. But you're actually hearing a creepy, scary ghost story. So maybe you're having skeleton keys made. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Mary's joke. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> we can. <laughs> well, I want to stay in Savannah, and I want to talk about real quick the Spanish moss that is everywhere. And it's beautiful, beautiful. And I'm guessing it might be creepy looking at night, but it's just this moss-looking substance that hangs because from all of these. Because it's moss. It's not moss. <laughs> That's what I'm getting to. Nice try, though, Mary. <laughs> it's called that. It is, but it's actually not moss, and it's not even Spanish. <laughs> or at least it's not native to Spain. It's actually in the bromeliad family. Ooh, big word. Uh-huh. And guess what fruit is also in that family? What's the only fruit we have talked about so far? Charleston chews. It's not a fruit. <laughs> it's in the pineapple family. Oh, or pineapple. should I say the pineapple is in the same family. So oh. this is not a moss. But you can't eat it, or I don't recommend it. Yeah, probably not. We originally thought it just blew in from somewhere and got stuck in the trees. It actually grows out of the trees in like little pockets of the tree that kind of have moisture. So there you go. Next time you say Spanish moss, remember, huh, it's not Spanish and it's not moss. It's sort of pineapple-y. <laughs> you would never, <laughs> ever know. No. All right, after Savannah, we headed to St. Augustine, which is the oldest continuously inhabited European settlement in the contiguous United States. <laughs> There's a lot of big words in that statement. Yeah, remember how people want to be like the first of something? This isn't the oldest settlement. It's the oldest continuously inhabited European established settlement. Whew! <laughs> that doesn't fit on a plaque very well. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> um, so Historic America, once again, has a fantastic tour there. And on the tour, you will come across the oldest wooden schoolhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. St. Augustine is such a cool place. Uh, I really I really enjoyed it. It's just so different. Mm -hmm. It really is different. Anyway, this schoolhouse is a Spanish colonial building that's over 200 years 
old. Ooh, it's a lot for the U.S., isn't it? That's a lot of learning. Uh-huh. So much education there. There was also the Castillo de San Marcos National Monument, which is a 17th century fortress with drawbridges. I love a good drawbridge story. Oh, it's so great. Is there a moat with some alligators? I didn't see a moat. <laughs> that was a huge fortress, though. Yeah, and also purportedly haunted. Of course, everything right? is purportedly haunted. But I will say that that place, it looked haunted to me. It's kind of um, magnificently creepy. And it was sort of cloudy out, so that probably, and windy. True, added yeah. to the whole like creepy vibe for yeah. sure. Yeah. What about that one really historic street, supposedly the oldest in the U.S.? Oh, we did walk down that, but wait, you're jumping ahead. Okay, okay. Do you remember seeing the walls at the fortress that were made out of like concrete and shells? Oyster shells in the the, uh, construction, right? Yeah, I'm looking like, oh my gosh, how many oyster shells? It would be millions. Can you imagine collecting oyster shells to put in concrete and make a wall? Can I eat all the oysters first? That's my question. (laughs) You're like, I'll eat them and pass them on to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you need someone to shuck them, and then you eat them, and then you pass them on to the concrete guy. This is a whole process. I can get behind that. Okay. Back to the oldest road. Yeah, we had lunch on that street. The street's also very narrow. I don't think they had, like, big escalades. Yeah, you can't get a semi down that street. No, 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 (laughs) not at all. By the way, that street is called Aviles, and that is in the tour that our awesome tour guide, Robin, created. Um, And it's an African-American history tour. Very cool. Yeah, it also takes you through the Governor's House Cultural Center. Good stuff in there. Next, we drove to Fort Lauderdale. And by the way, it was late at night when we were approaching, and this was going to be a Riverwalk tour created by Historic America. And I have to say, I've never been on a Riverwalk tour. And in my mind, in the middle of the night, it would be creepy and kind of swampy and a little scary and dangerous. Okay, we got there probably about eight. It was dark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was beautifully well lit. It's right on the water, obviously, (laughs) Riverwalk. There was an amazing park and a paved trail that led us to the Haunt on Himmershee, History Fort Lauderdale, the Pioneer House Museum, and Philemon Bryan House, which, by the way, these all have historic markers and plaques and things. You can read what they're all about. Can read all about them. A couple of those houses, I was like, hmm, was this supposed to be on a ghost tour? Because <laughs> they were kind of creepy then. It was dark out. You know, there were also some really cool restaurants along that walk. Yeah, I love sitting by the water when you're eating. You know, what do they call that? Water eating? <laughs> sitting? I don't know. Al fresco. That's is that what it is? outdoor dining. So not necessarily water specific. Ah, well, we were on the water. And actually, we found a restaurant across the river that was extremely pirate-themed. For sure. They had, like, pirate mannequins. I wonder how many they were. They had to have been 20 at least. Yeah, there it was probably a whole 20 thing. just in the walkway up to get into the restaurant. What was the name of that drink? Kaiparania? Mm, they I don't had know the if best I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> around. Super, super good stuff. Next, we headed to Miami. We did. South Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was quite the tour. Those are a lot of really cool Art Deco places on that tour. Oh, yeah. This Art Deco tour that Historic America put together was just so different than anything we had done so far. So For sure. these Art Deco buildings, they're like creamy pastels, neon lights, bold geometric designs, just so different than the historic buildings we had been traveling and seeing so far. 
Probably one of our favorite stops, I would say, was at the Carlisle. Yeah. A lot of movies. A lot of movies been filmed there. There's been Scarface, Bad Boys 2, not the first one, the okay. second one, and The Birdcage. Love that one. Yeah. Who's in that one? Uh, Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, Ooh. Diane Weist, Shall I Go On, mm-hmm. um, Hank Azaria. You're so good at this. <laughs> I am not good with movie people names, um, but Mary's amazing. So, yeah, it was cool to see a lot of these buildings that you're like, I recognize that. Uh, Also, okay, this one was super fun. Our tour guide by the name of Sean put together a South Beach by bicycle. What a great place for that, too, because it's so flat. Such an easy ride. That is true. So I got up early in the morning. Yes, you did. Mary did not. (laughs) And I just went and rented one of those cool little bikes that are all over the beach. Just put in your credit card, pop that baby out, and away you go. So this tour has some similar stops as the Art Deco. You can see some of the really cool buildings. Um, But because you're biking, you can get a lot farther north and a lot farther south. So up north, we hit the Botanical Garden. There's also the City Hall, which is just a beautiful old building. Uh, Also the historic Fillmore Miami Beach. But my favorite part of the tour route was when I headed south and got to South Point Park. And from here, you can get a panoramic view of all of South Beach shoreline, Port Miami's cruise ships, and downtown Miami's skyline. Wow. It was so beautiful, I almost crashed like four times. It was just, (laughs) oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, wow, look at this. Just beautiful. And really taking Miami in by bike, so fun. You can cover a lot of ground and just see so many different things. The weather was perfect. You know, I went out early in the morning where there weren't crowds. Yeah. Um, People were already playing volleyball on the beach. It was just really, really cool. And after you wrap up that tour, you can just head over to some great Cuban food somewhere. I love Miami's food scene. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we probably ate a lot of Cuban food in the two days we were in Miami. For sure. Maybe more than two days worth. <laughs> but we Cuban also food. had some at our next stop, which was Key West. Key West. Oh, my gosh. That was a good time. First of all, the journey from Miami to Key West is beautiful. Yeah. You take the Overseas Highway, which is a journey of over 100 miles and 42 bridges that connect 34 islands. Whew, did we I drive 42 bridges? <laughs> I guess we did. It seemed like it. <laughs> it did seem like it. I'm glad you did most of the driving on that one. I just got to look at the bridges in the water. <laughs> Lucky girl. And tell Mary, 10 and 2. Uh-huh. Meaning where you have to have your hands on the steering wheel. For those young listeners out sure. there, they don't tell you 10 and 2 anymore. But in our day, when you went to driver's ed, they would tell you to put your hands on 10 and 2, meaning like if there's a clock, 10 and 2 is... Anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone's (laughs) appreciating this lesson. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. So we got to Key West, and there is currently one Key West tour in the works, and it's more of an overview. We start at a shipwreck museum, when we go to an art museum, then a maritime museum. So lots of museums here. There's also the mile marker zero sign. That's pretty cool. It's like the end of the road. That's the southernmost point in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. 90 miles to Cuba. Oh, yeah. From that I, I tried throwing rocks. Couldn't quite get it to <laughs> yeah, reach make Cuba. make it all the way. Probably okay. got about 20 feet out there. Uh, anyway, there's like a shop near the, the mile mark sign, and the shopkeeper said that's the sign that gets stolen more than anything. Oh, there, man. So there's like a thousand bolts in that thing holding it down. It's pretty great. <laughs> Also, one of the more famous bars there is the Green 
Parrot Bar. It's a Key West icon that began as a grocery store in 1890. Wow. It was a grocery store. I didn't realize that. Now it's like a slamming bar, live music, drinks. It's kind of the hangout. Well, among so many, that's, that's a true. hangout kind of a town, let <laughs> me a tell you. It's a great place to walk and drink. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. Um, my favorite stop, though, along the tour is the Hemingway House, Ernest Hemingway to be exact. Now, he was an American novelist, short story writer, journalist, and sportsman, and he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1954 for journalism. His house is super cool. The coolest part for me, though, like I know I just talked a bunch of great stuff about Ernest Hemingway, but the best part for me was the polydactyl cats. That is also a large word. Today is Shelley's big vocabulary day. <laughs> well, I was going to say six-toed cats, but I had people correct me and say, no, 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 some of them have seven toes. Some, And this is per paw, obviously. Um, right. So I have to now call them the polydactyl cats. Wow. How did this originate? Well, let me tell you. Back in <laughs> tell the, us the story. I'm going to tell you the story. Back in the day, a good friend of Ernest Hemingway's gave him as in a gift. And by the way, I'm not sure cats make a good gift, but gave him the gift of a cat with six toes on each paw. And he kept the cat. And as cats do, it reproduced. Um, and they kind of all stayed within the grounds of his property there. So you're saying they were inbred. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say they were inbred. <laughs> but now when you go there, these polydactyl cats are everywhere. On the ground, specifically. Yeah, yeah. They have like cat fences so they can't get out. They try to protect them, but some still get out. And by the way, you're not supposed to feed the cats, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, But I did sneak in some cat treats. Uh, Shelly's not a great rule follower, everybody. I just, I like to feed things. I really do. (laughs) She's a nurturer. (laughs) I am a nurturer. (laughs) So I fed a couple of the cats, not a lot, just a little treat out of my hand. And pretty soon, all of the polydactyl cats were following me around. And I thought for sure I was going to get in trouble by the staff because, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I had fed them something. Or you're just a strange cat lady. Someday. Some (laughs) day. We all have to have goals, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Anyway, I would advise anyone who takes the tour to plan it out so you end at sunset. Oh, Mallory Square or wherever wherever you can see it. Pick a sunset side. It's beautiful. It's can't even give a good word. It's amazing. There's also a great state park you can see the sunset. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the green flash, though. Did you see that? It's supposed to be a thing. Oh, didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Next time. Next time for sure. I did see a lot of big sailboats out there as a sunset. And people line up along viewing areas for the sunset every night because it's that phenomenal. Yeah, there's at least a couple of local restaurants that have a great deal of outdoor seating where you can, you know, Get a drink if you want and Don't you grab mean a seat. Fresco seating? Al fresco. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, Mary, where did we go next? Well, we headed back up towards Miami again because you really can't help it. And then crossed the state to go to Naples. Oh my gosh, that's right. We drove across the Everglades. We sure did. Gators on either side. (laughs) I have to say, alligators to me are impressive and creepy all at the same time. How many times has Shelly said creepy in this episode? Well, there are ghost tours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lots of creepy things. Disturbing, is that better? Well, they don't disturb me. They just kind of... Prehistoric looking? Ah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, the road that crosses the Everglades is basically a straight line with alligators on either side. And lots of birds, like water birds, herons... Probably egrets. Uh, uh, pink bill. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I saw something pink in the distance off to the right, and we came upon a park ranger later mm-hmm. 
who said those weren't flamingos like I thought, but they were pink spoonbills. Yeah, yeah. Mary got it way wrong. Well, I was corrected by a local authority, so... (laughs) She corrected you nicely. (laughs) She did. (laughs) They're very helpful, by the way. (laughs) Okay, Naples. We were headed up to Naples after we went through Gator Alley. Mm -hmm. Alligator Alley. Is that what what they call it? (laughs) Good (laughs) job. Look at me. Look at me. (laughs) So I actually am working on a tour in Naples, Florida, and it starts at the historic Naples Pier. We walked all the way out there. Mary, did you count how many feet it was to get to the end? I didn't. Was I supposed to? (laughs) No, but it's actually 1,000. You walk out 1,000 feet over the Gulf of Mexico. It's pretty impressive. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Well, you were pretty exhausted by the time we got to the end. Was I? Did I need an <laughs> inhaler or a walker or something? No, you were just fine. Um, lots of people fishing off the pier because you don't have to have a fishing license to fish off this pier. Oh. There's also like a kiosk halfway down in case you get tired and you need, you know, a Snickers bar or beer or something. No Charleston chew, I'm guessing. <laughs> we should have asked. <laughs> we should have asked. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, after you do the pier, I have you walk to the historic Palm Cottage, which was built in 1895. Here was an interesting fact that I learned. Walter N. Haldeman, who actually built this house, or had it built, I guess, he bought all of Naples for $50,000. The whole thing? He bought Naples. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Isn't that great? I didn't know it was up for sale. Well, I mean, this wasn't like (laughs) yesterday, but in 1895, he bought Naples. That's a great price. I mean, I think he got a good deal. (laughs) I think so, too. Anyway, there's like a historic society in that building as well, and you can learn lots of cool stuff about the history of Naples. But from there, we go shopping. Let's do it. There's so much shopping. Shopping, shopping, more shopping, and kind of high-end shopping. So we didn't buy anything. We just— um, we Did just, we window shop? We, we shopped for some we windows. We did. We shopped for windows. <laughs> we looked in the windows, then we carried on. This tour actually ends at the Naples City Dock. So you go from pier— to dock. And at this dock, it's it's actually newly renovated, and we ate at a restaurant on the water. I know. How I cool love was that? lunch on the water. Mm-hmm. What a great day that was. I had a good time. It was a little warm out, but when you go out on the piers or on the dock, that breeze, it just For feels sure. so, so good. I was going to say, it's southwest Florida, so chances are it's going to be warm. <laughs> Even though it was February, it was it yeah. was plenty warm. Was we plenty did not warm. need a jacket. We did need sunscreen, which I forgot to wear and got a little burn. Don't get me started on Shelly and sunscreen, <laughs> listeners. I know. I, I, <laughs> sh- moving on. Next, we went to Asheville. And I'm turning this over to Mary because um, she loves Asheville. What do you think of Asheville, Mary? And I'll, I'll talk about where we went, but what do you like about Asheville? Well, it was a super climate change, that is for sure, from all that Florida weather we enjoyed. So it was a little cool, but what a great walkable town. It just reminds me a lot of um, the cities up here Mm -hmm. in the D.C. area, Georgetown, Alexandria and the like, Richmond, et cetera, which we're going to get to, where all the buildings are, you know, in rows. Yeah. And it's super easy to walk on the streets and, and shop or get a bite to eat or grab a beer because... Asheville is a great brewery town. Right. We might have stopped at a few. We may have. A couple. <laughs> we might, I might have some on the tour. Huh. Or at least you walked past some. So this tour that I am working on in Asheville is just really a mixed bag. We go to the Thomas Wolfe Museum. Uh, he was an American novelist in the early 20th century. We stop at the Basilica of St. Lawrence, which was designed and built in 1905 mm. by Spanish architect Rafael Guastavino. 
Wow. I basically put that in there so I could just say the name. <laughs> Guastavino. I think it's pretty cool. There's also sculptures, a park, an art museum, and the Asheville Pinball Museum. I mean, if you could put a pinball museum on a tour, come on. I know. Actually, when we told people we were going to go to Asheville or we told them that we came back from Asheville, so many people said, oh, did you stop at the pinball museum? Isn't that great? (laughs) Yeah, they have machines dating back to the 1950s. Fun. I know. And the older machines there, they have plaques that kind of talk about the history of the machine. So basically, you pay 15 bucks, go in there, and just play video games. I like it. Sometimes there's a waiting list. Like, people have waited for hours to get in. So I guess it's— Pretty popular Put thing. Put it on your list. I know. So that wasn't our last stop, though. We have one more. One more. Yeah, from there we went to Richmond, Virginia. And let me tell you, by then, we were exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it had been three weeks of touring and driving. Mm-hmm. Such a great time, but really, Richmond was like— Last one. Let's do this. Uh, There's a fantastic tour there put on by Historic America. Thank you, Historic America. Shout out. Once again, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. We have on this tour St. Paul's Episcopal Church, which was built in 1845. Nice. You walk through Capitol Square, the Virginia Washington Monument, Virginia State Capitol, Virginia Civil Rights Monument, and the Virginia Executive Mansion. There is so much to see in Richmond. Oh, gosh. It's so historic. And all the, most of these things I'm talking about, they're just like in one big square mm-hmm. of beautiful statues and old buildings. And unfortunately, when we went, COVID had it sort of shut down. But in a non-COVID season, you would be able to go in and tour these places. There's also a historic slave trail that we followed, and it brought us to an African burial ground and Lumpkin's Slave Jail, mm. which is a very— um, Sobering. Very sobering spots to look at and realize and kind of say never again, right? Right. Yeah. Um, My favorite stop, though, was the last stop at the Richmond Main Street Station. This building was just like massive massive, and beautiful. It was built in 1901, and the locals actually call it the Clock Tower because there's a big clock and a tower, (laughs) and it's huge. So check this out. In 1972, Hurricane Agnes caused the James River to flood the place. Like, totally flooded. And then in 1976, it caught on fire. Oh, my goodness. In 1983, it caught on fire again. Like, can we learn? Can we learn here? (laughs) Anyway, the rail service didn't return until 2003 when it was renovated. And now this building is just—give me a big word for that. Magnificent? Yes, magnificent. (laughs) So this was like in the downtown area, but I got to say, they're doing an amazing job of revitalizing this whole section of Richmond. It's Mm -hmm. just really coming along. Lots of good breweries, by the way. Richmond, they they can make some beer. And it's not as expensive as D.C. prices. So (laughs) all you D.C. people. Road trip. Yeah, road trip. (laughs) Just go to Richmond. Just go to Richmond, take the tour and have a beer. to Richmond, learn something and have a pint. I there like you it. go. I like it. Sounds like a good time. After that, we drove home. We sure did. <laughs> we back up here to the D.C. area. It was good to be home. That was the shortest leg of our tour, I think. <laughs> you know what it was? It was like an hour, <laughs> right? Two. Two hours. But that felt like nothing after the 40-something bridges we <laughs> went over <laughs> to get to Key West. Uh, what a great trip, though. I mean, <sighs> epic. 
And I'll never forget it. And I want to do it again. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. So keep making tours, listeners. And boss man, keep sending us on these road trips. Yeah. Yeah. We like (laughs) it. The more the merrier. I'm thinking if we can get people to make tours like Europe. I am so there. Okay. Okay. We'll work on that for next year. Or just more tours in the States. I don't care. It's, (laughs) It's a beautiful place to travel. Yep. And we have more and more tours being created all the time. Yeah, I have to say we've got some New York tours popping up. We've got a Nashville tour coming to fruition. We've got a couple of tours in Europe. We've got a Serbian tour that's being worked on. It's just, it's going. Oh, you know what? Someone's working on a Boston tour where they make stops at the local pizza restaurants. You know what? It's all tourable (laughs) via the UC Places App. A way to get that in. Available for download, free download, on both Android and iPhone. Mm-hmm. If you would like to make a tour for the UC Places app, please send an email to info at ucplaces.com. I think that goes directly to Shelly, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does, and I will <laughs> reply. You know what? Send me an email. Tell me what you think about the podcast, and tell me some of the cool places that you like to tour. Or just a knock-knock joke. I love a good knock-knock <laughs> joke. Laffy taffy jokes, whatever you want. And if you'd like more information, check out ucplaces.com. Mm-hmm. And that's it for now. This is Mary and Shelley saying so long and happy touring. 